Peace, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Foundation Podcast. On this episode, we catch up with the CEO of Clarity Foundation, Jeff Pierre. Now, Pierre is an Orange, New Jersey native who received his bachelor's degree in marketing from William Patterson University. Pierre then landed himself in a position as a risk management specialist for some of the top financial institutions in the USA. Pierre has spent nearly a decade, almost eight years, honing financial skills from dealing with clients such as the owners of NBA teams daily. In this interview, Pierre outlines how he took his knowledge from working with these financial institutions and decided to apply them in a way that would benefit his community in a positive way with the creation of his nonprofit organization, the Clarity Foundation. Their mission statement of their foundation is having an intellectual understanding with a clear vision to overcome any challenge. Pierre certainly strives to help his community overcome any challenge by creating specific components of the organization which focus on sports, apparel, investments, financial literacy, and mental health. During the interview, Pierre Projects provides virtually step-by-step instructions on how to build a nonprofit of your own. He lays out specific filing forms required like the 5013C, which allows people to donate to your foundation and receive a tax benefit from themselves, down to the process of finding a grant writer. Pierre then talks about some of the incredible initiatives he's been able to set in motion, such as the back-to-school haircuts events, as well as the collegiate, the Malcolm Bagley Collegiate Scholarship that he awards annually, annually to graduates of Orange High School. What stood, mo- what stood out most about Pierre is his intense devotion to his community and his unwavering resolve to share all his knowledge that he amasses. Pierre touched on a lot of concepts from financial literacy, investing, and even credit repair strategies that were aimed at helping individuals improve their financial standing. Another point that stood out is that 100% of the profits from this business goes right back in the community. Pierre briefly touched on the tough environment that he grew up, which was riddled with violence and drugs, and how he lost a bunch of his friends to gang violence. But he also talks about how he managed to escape that life with the guidance of some of those gangsters who saw that that life wasn't good for him and wanted better for Pierre. It seems like now Pierre is trying to pay that forward by assisting his community and giving back in any way he can. So see if there's any building blocks you can take from this episode to assist you with building your foundation. And as always, keep building, fam. Keep building, family. Peace. Hi, family. Welcome to another episode of The Foundation. On this episode, it's a very special episode. We got Jeff Pierre, who is the CEO of Clarity Foundation, um, which is a nonprofit foundation um, who serves the community of East Orange, Orange, and um, all of New Jersey, really. Um, they specialize in sports, apparel, investments, and financial literacy. Um, they also give away a bunch of scholarships. Um, so he's going to pretty much tell us how to start 
our own nonprofit and how to build a nonprofit and how he built this nonprofit into a, a great formidable nonprofit and one of the, the top rising nonprofits in, in New Jersey. So without uh, further ado, I want to um, introduce our guest today, Jeff Pierre. What's up, Jeff? How you feeling today? I'm all right. I'm feeling good, man. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> no, no, I finally made it up here, man. I know it's been a minute, but I'm here, man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. You know, we uh had a couple, you know, had to reschedule a couple times, but I'm I'm glad I, I was able to finally get you here and um get you to the studio exactly. Um so you can see a little bit of what we're doing down here, but talk a little bit um, you know, kind of to start off about Clarity Foundation and what is Clarity? Um just so the viewers, you know, kind of have a, a idea from the, from the get-go. All right, yep, so definitely so um clarity is a um a nonprofit um foundation that i started i actually started it after um nipsey hustle passed away so um in 2019 after nipsey passed away i was just going through my phases like i was i was really feeling down about the whole situation because like i said I, I would consider nipsey I, well, I do consider nipsey as a role model um, i was following his path his blueprint um so when he passed away like i said i was really like hurt about it so I had to do something to keep the marathon going, right? So I couldn't like um I couldn't really be like hurt. I, I was hurt over it, but I wanted to keep it going. So I said, you know what? Um it's time to get something started off the ground. So I was in the home listening like to a lot of Nipsey tracks and that, that track Clarity featuring Dave East and Bino by Nipsey, that just like resonated with me. So I'm like I said, you know what? Um it's t- it's actually to try to start something that to give back to the community. Yeah. Uh and I did the apparel just to brand it off first, just to get the name out there. Uh-huh. And I said the, and it just took off from there, from anywhere, from like the free giveaways, um, haircuts, um, uh-huh. toy drives, Halloween drives, just um, mentoring young kids in the community, been doing really great. And the mission for nonprofit, I'm sorry, the mission statement for Clarity uh-huh. is just basically with an intellectual understanding and clear vision, you can overcome any challenges in life. And, that, and it, it resonates with everybody. So exactly. people like who's probably um, living in a, a bad situation right now, I know um, people who's currently incarcerated, I'm good friends with, they come home and like, they they hearing about the whole movie that I started. They yeah. say, you know what, clarity does resonate with me. Like, I'm, I'm searching for clarity. So yeah. it's been really doing good right now. And like I said, this is probably the second, it's going in the second year, uh-huh. this year. It's like I said, I can't be more happier with it. To be yeah. honest, it's going, it's going really rapidly. Yeah, and and talk about a little bit because I think is is really dope that you know you you were very hurt about the Nipsey situation and it kind of led you to want to do something, but um, it led you to want to do something with the community. Um, and what what kind of went into that where it's like, all right, instead of just doing something for myself, um, you know, you know, making something for myself, I kind of want to give back to the community, um, you know, and then. I kind of want to give back through, you know, a nonprofit. Definitely. So, even before, um, like I said, Nipsey do get a lot of credit for, like I said, he did inspire the whole the entire movement. Mm-hmm. But I, before um, Nipsey passed away, I, w- I was basically giving back on a lower scale because I'm a big person of um, just giving back, right? So, yeah. the like, the highest human act is to inspire. That's actually a Nipsey quote right there. Yeah, yeah. So, just by, like I said, the young... Um, young people in the community, even people my age are probably older than me, right? Yeah. They probably say, you know what, um, all right, Jeff is doing this, or Jeff is doing that, all right, you know what, he's not for self. Yeah. So um, that was pretty big in regards to that point as well. So 
Um, like at least my power right now, 100% of the profits that I, I get from the power go right back in the community. Oh, wow. And like I said, um, the kids, it, it's, just, it's just, I just like to see people, other people happy besides yeah. like myself. I know self-care is everything, but I, 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 I love taking care of people. And like, I think that was the way I was just actually brought up and raised in my area, in my neighborhood. I, th- I think I think that's very um, very dope, and you mentioned that a hundred percent of the proceeds of your apparel goes right back into the community. Um, I I think that's special, um, and I think that's that's only one of the one of the ways you give back. You also had a program where you uh, guys gave a hundred free haircuts to kids going back to school. Kind of talk about that initiative and, and how that kind of came about. All right, yep, definitely. So the the hundred free haircuts that was uh that was I believe September of twenty nineteen. That's uh-huh. when like the nonprofit first kicked off. Yeah. Um, that's when I I first that summer I dropped the first apparel. So I'm like, you know what, I want to do something for the community with the funds that's going back. Cause I'm not gonna say that I don't want to um the the outsider to see all right, you know what, he's all for self. He's just trying to profit off of his like a little apparel line. Yeah. So I wanted to see all right, you know what, he's actually making efforts towards the community. Exactly. So um, it was back to school. So I think I believe I dropped that power in July. Cause uh-huh. I was in D.C. that week, and I dropped that power in July. Um, it was going crazy, like I said, selling off the shelves. So uh, July, so September was back to school. I'm like, you know what, I could even do book bags. Um, and I also did book bags with that same haircut drive as well. Uh-huh. But I did, I'm like, you know what, I want to do something that would probably be special for the kids because I know, um, how, how should I word it? So basically, appearance is everything, right? So I know even when we was growing up, right? Fresh haircut, going back to school yeah. for the kids, like yeah. it been times like I went to school without a f- fresh haircut. And I'm like, man, you know what? Like, mom, do can't have it this week, yeah. so um, I got to get it the, the second week after school after, start. But yeah. it's like it's not the same. It's not the right? same. It's not the same. Day, so, yeah. and I know when I was growing up as well, they had people had like five. The barbershop was holding five dollar haircuts, but the parents had to pay for it. But sometimes, yeah. I'm like, Mom, dudes probably didn't have that file. You know what? We got to pay bills. I got to get groceries. We can't do it. So I'm like, you know what? Let's get 100 kids. Um, I work some down with the barbershop, the local barbershop. Shout out to um, Unisec Barbershop to Orange, New Jersey, too. Nice. They work with me. So I said, you know what? I got 100 kids. Um, I'll pay $5 for each hair, each kid haircut. And it's like I said, it's just good for the community for wow. on both of our ends, too. So wow. that was a pretty su- successful event. And we had food there. We gave our backpacks there as well. Yeah. Um, so that, that was pretty dope. That was, that was, that was our first actually non-profit um event in the community and that that was really big too we had a dj out there food get yeah. bags away had a cameraman out there it was really good yeah that, sure. that's that's pretty dope and um so talk about a little bit you you did the free haircuts and i think it, it was really cool the reasoning behind that right because you said like you know kids going back to school kind of need that that confidence booster, um, and a lot of times our kids don't have that confidence booster. So I think you know, being able to kind of look out for the parents in that way is um, is really really dope. And then you even did something with the older high school kids, um, and de- developing the Malcolm Bagley football scholarship as well, right? Um, so kind of talk about that and how you went from you know helping the grade school kids with the haircuts. And then, um, you know, you went up to, to help the older kids with a scholarship. All right. No, definitely. So um, Malcolm Bagley, he was a, um, a good friend of mine, good friend of the family, um, a, mm-hmm. a football player in the community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Bagley, actually, so he's from Orange, New Jersey. He played football in the Orange High. So okay. he, his life was cut short due to um, a drive-by shoot in Orange, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Um, like I said, he was an exceptional football player. Wow. So 
um like i said i was devastated by his um his death as well yeah. and i just like i always wanted to do the scholarships yeah but it was just like you know what i gotta have like i want to do it right i want to have the right platform so right when a non-profit around a non-profit came i'm like you know what this is the year to do it had to consult with his mom uh-huh. um but yeah so i wanted to give a scholarship and, and honor his name to let his legacy live uh-huh. on to like yeah. you know what um you like like i said legends never die um, want also the younger football players to know uh-huh. about Malcolm Bagley as well. And it's also good for the kids as well. Like, football, student athletes, you know, already right, know what, getting good grades. Exactly. Um, going to college is actually that good is as well. Right. So, yeah. for sure. So, last year we did one scholarship. This year we were um, fortunate enough to do two, uh-huh. um, teaming up with Ambitious Nation. And that's actually um, and also a community nonprofit as well for Malcolm Bagley, okay. specifically in Michigan's Nation. Now, this year, we're actually doing two $1,100 um, scholarships. So it will definitely get bigger and better each year, though, for sure. Nice. I, I love how, you know, the focus is always on the community and giving back um, and making sure that, you know, the proceeds and stuff are, are going to, to great causes. And I think that, uh, you know, that's dope to kind of take these tragedies um, and kind of flip them and, and make them into something where there's a positive aspect to it. Um, so just talk about a little bit of uh, East Orange. You know, you grew up in East Orange. Um, talk about your experience um, growing up in, in this, in East Orange and how it was for okay. you. Well, definitely. So I know, so I'm actually from Orange, but I know East Orange oh, and Orange. Yeah. So okay. I know, and, and it was like the border line right there. And like, I know yeah. a lot of people actually didn't make that. So I'm actually from Orange, New Jersey, right? Okay. Um, I grew up, I would say, probably one of the roughest neighborhoods in Orange, New Jersey. So um, just uh-huh. to make it out, that's a, uh, I would say, a blessing or that's an achievement uh-huh. at its own. But I had to like um, persevere, like I said, all of that. Like I said, all, all of that adversity. And this is basically, like I said, um, and so talk about some of that stuff like how what was it going to like how was um high school middle school like what would be some of the things that you would see um or some of the things that would make it tough um that you didn't you know kind of notice till later wasn't normal you know yeah. like so, so i would say anywhere from like um like i said my my era was like i said drug infested right so we've yeah. seen like i said growing up um like i said it was drugs was out there like to be honest um, as I got older, I probably thought, you know what? That's probably that's probably like the life you want to live. But those are my role models growing up. Yeah. Like I said, drugs yeah, growing up. Yeah, I said, cause they had, yeah, that's what you saw, right? Exactly. So they had all the nice cars. They had all the women. Yeah. Um, they had money. Like I said, they was giving me a couple of dollars. So like I said, I actually wanted to be like them growing up exactly. as well. So exactly. I said, we had to persevere that. But also, even though I seen that, they also wanted the best for us too. Like, you know exactly. what? You don't want to do this. Like, go to school. Don't exactly. be out here. Stuff like that. So... I went to school at Oakwood Avenue. I guess, um, like I said, I did grow up in a, like I would say, one of the, the, the roughest environments. I'm from Berwyn Street. Uh-huh. Um, one of the projects around the corner. Um, uh-huh. Growing up, I did see like a lot of my childhood friends like wow. died due to gun violence. Um, oh, it was wow. very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, basketball kept me out of the streets, I would uh-huh. say. Um, yeah. Cause I say for my for my age grade, I played decent basketball. Um, yeah. I would say at my age level, I was always on the playing team and probably uh-huh. always was actually getting playing time. Yeah. So I would say I was decent um, in my playing years. Uh-huh. In high school, actually, I pro- I'm not. I, I lost love for the game a little bit, yeah. but I'm like, you know what? I want to start doing like an entrepreneurship route uh-huh. in regards to probably um, start learning about finance more, yeah. um, learning how to start a business. So I start working just to 
generate some revenue for myself um, and probably just to help out around the house and just to get some nice things nice things for me as well yeah. um, and but just, like, just by me growing up in that environment like I said I was able to persevere just to get out that situation and also to come back like you know what I want to do something like for the area yeah, yeah. to keep it going as well and from high school I graduated Orange High I went to William Patterson University um, I started marketing there mm-hmm. um, graduated in 2011 Okay. Then after I graduated, I was fortunate to land a job um, um, at one of like the biggest banks in the world. So I was working for Bank of America. Mm. So since 2011 to now, I've been working for like all the top financial institutions on Wall Street. So I've been um, oh, wow. working, I work for Bank of America. And you still Lynch, work for them now. Morgan Stanley yeah. up, and I currently right now work for um, the Union Bank of Switzerland. So that's a Swiss bank. Oh. And what's your what's your title there? So risk manager. So all all, all the rules I've I've been in is like risk management work. Uh-huh, risk uh huh. Risk management work, and that's how I'm able with that knowledge I have in the financial industry. Like I said, growing up in that area, they're not teaching us financial exactly. industry. Exactly. Like yep, yep, so just go. by me going in there in 2011, right? Just fishing around, talking to these clients, just like doing some like study homework. I'm like you know what? Oh, this is how you guys are doing it. So. I can get that information and come back and give it to my people yeah, as so, well. So that that was, like I said, pretty beneficial yeah, for me to land jobs at these top um, corporate institutions. Right. Just like I said, just to learn an industry and also just to come back and give the information to my people. Yeah. And so how was how was home life grab, growing up? Like, did you, were you with both your parents in the house? Were, were you single parent? Did you have brothers, sisters? How was the home dynamic? And did, how do you think that played into... Um, you know, you kind of wanting to follow entrepreneurship role, um, things like that, or do you think it did play? Uh, that's a great question right there, too. Um, now, um, me, fortunate, I was actually fortunate to have both of my parents in the home, right? Okay. Uh, it was still a broken home uh-huh. um, growing up. Cause I, not saying that, because I know, like I said, majority of my friends or a majority of my peers, even like growing up, some people didn't have two parent households right exactly. but i was fortunate at the two parent household okay. even though it was a broken home yeah um and it probably could have been better yeah. um that helped me grow as well right yeah, exactly. um but yeah like i said the living situation was decent but like it was uh-huh. not like we were middle class um yeah. were you an only child uh, no 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 i do have two sisters and one brother <laughs> two sisters and one brother um my sister um is older than well my sister and brother is older than me i have a younger sister okay um and they also led, led, led by example as well too mm-hmm. like i said me and my brother you know, the two men of the house, we seen what was going on. Yeah. We, like I said, we was all in the mix, too. Like I said, we had fights. Yeah. Um, we seen the drugs were going on. We we actually hung with the the, the, yeah. the people on the block, too. Like I said, it's like we idolized them. We wanted to be like them, for exactly. sure. So, yeah. and like, um, we did have that, and like I said, I'm grateful we did have that, that household, that parent household, like my mom and dad. Like, you know what? Stop doing that. Yeah. Even though I said the home was broken, like I said, we still had that. But like I said, even though, like I said, we were still out there as well. Yeah, yeah. But we still had that little, that father figure to tell us, like, you know what? No, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. And stuff like that. So my brother, he was actually a coach in Orange. And I um, and I give a lot of praise to my brother as well. Because like, he was yeah. well-known in Orange. He coached, yeah. coached me as well. Yeah, so you kind of had a couple figures to kind of keep you out of that. Exactly. Yeah. And he was always giving back. And, like, my brother was always giving back to the community. He coached mm-hmm. Pop Morning. Mm-hmm. He was coaching basketball. And, like, you know, that all that stuff is yeah. just community service work. Yeah. It was free. So it's like you're not really getting paid for that. You're just doing it for the love. So exactly. So you've seen, you seen all of this giving back. And that's kind of how you you yourself became a person who you know likes giving back as well exactly um but all right so talk about right you had right you talked about that you were hanging out with some of the you know the gang members and um 
you know, the uh, quote-unquote undesirable characters, right? Um, but you had a bigger brother. You had, a, um, you know, mom and dad to kind of help bring you in. Now, what would you kind of say to the to the young kid that that might not have that big brother, that might not have that that both parents to bring them in? How could they, um, you know, try to kind of in that world, you know, is 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 easy for us to talk about it now. But when you're in that world, it's easy to it's hard to kind of say how do I, you know, veer off from this path and kind of try to find myself, you know, and and. and you know, get stay out, make it out, as you would say, make it out of the you know gang world or the the streets. I would say just be a leader, man. I was mm-hmm. that's I I think that that's the that's the main thing of it. I would say be a leader because like I said, <clears throat> um, I'm still tapped in, mm-hmm. um, with a lot of my peoples as well. Um, yeah, and I think that's why, um, the movement is actually doing real good because like yeah. I said. Um, I don't live in Orange right now, but I'm still going back. Yeah, I'm still tapping in with the people. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, like I said, I know like a real lot of notable people yeah. from, like I said, the toughest gangsters to the toughest killers. Yeah. And like they're they, they're expressing like, yo, if I would have known better, I wouldn't have did that. Or yeah. I wouldn't have joined that gang, man. Like yeah. it's not what it is right now. Yeah. And as you can see right now, um, the streets is not what it was like before neither. You know I mean, yeah. so it's like it's, it's not even worth it. It's not even yeah, worth it. Yeah, and I think what what you're saying is highlighting the fact, right, that a lot of people who are quote-unquote termed gangsters or undesirable characters, um, like, they're just regular people, just like me and you. Like, you feel me? Like, and it just made one decision this way or that way, um, you know, and they got a crime and they got a record, and now, you know, they're, they're an ex-con and stif- stuff like that. Um, you know, and it's, it's the stigma, but why I think shows like this is important to show like, yo, those people are cool too. Like, like those are, are regular people. And exactly. like, once they serve their debt to society or jail, they still have to come out and live. Right. So like, um, I think people, um, kind of, you know, shun them out. So I think the fact that you kind of, you know, are, are building a, um, brand and a foundation and still connecting and having those ties to those people and you know what I'm saying I believe in you too you know wear my clothes you know try to help them out is something that's that's not being done you know in our community so I think that's that's dope no for sure definitely you said and like I mentioned like I said I know the toughest people I know people who did 20 in jail yeah. and like they'd be saying like yo Jeff I'm proud of you like you inspire me like you and like it, it feels good to me like yo Jeff like you inspire me right now man yeah. like it's people like I said probably Twice as years, twice as my age, I'm like yo, Jeff, you inspire me. Like, keep it going. Like, yeah. I wish I would have did that. Or, like I said, let me come talk to the kids, man. Like, yeah, it, it, it feel it just feel good though. It feel good. Like I said, because these are my role models too. Yeah. Like I said, we not bashing them like that. Like yeah, I said, I exactly. people. That was your role model. Like I said, they had everything I wanted. Yeah. Uh, and just to mention the story, it was like um, I remember this, I like, I remember the story vividly. Like, I, I was probably like um, eight, ten years old. It was a mechanic in my building. He was family. He was all in the house, just um, I think like just hanging out with family and everything in the house. Uh-huh. He was like, "I give you fifty dollars right now." Eight, I'm, I was like eight, ten years old. He said, "I give you fifty dollars right now." It was probably twenty. Uh-huh. Um, how um, he's like, if you could tell me what you said to me, uh, earlier today, I give you twenty dollars. I really forgot what I said to him though. Like, yeah. And I, re- I'm like, y'all want this twenty? I'm like, what I said to you? What I said to you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, we in the house like I no lie for like ten, fifteen minutes. I was just chilling. Like, He's like, yo, what you said to me? I'm like, I forgot what I said. So 
I didn't get the long story. I didn't get the twenty dollars. Then he told me what I said. Then he just corrected. He's like, "Yo, don't do that." But he was um, what I said to him. He was like, um, "I came up to him like, yo, how many you want? How many you want? How many you want?'" You feel me? So, yeah. like, he already seen. I was eight, nine years old. Yeah, yeah, I seen already. the older ones doing it. Like, yo, how many you want? Because I seen, yeah. that's, what, that's on the block. When you're on the block, that's you, you running up on him. Like, how many you want? Yeah. I got five, ten, whatever it was. Then he already seen. He was like, yo. Damn. I mean, like, yo. He's seen you. What you doing? Yeah. Like, he thought I ain't good. Yeah. You feel me? So, like. So, even this, even this drug dealer or whatever saw that you was take like taking that road and was like, nah. That's, exactly. He didn't want that for you. So, we're, um, and I think that's important, right? And I think that's really the crux of this show, right? It's to show that, you know, what we do grow up around, we only see that, right? We only see the drug dealer show is going to have you to be like, yo, yo, yo. You feel me? But we got to try to now, knowing that, you know, make sure that our kids see more, that they see different people, and that they see Jeff, who's now a CEO, and now he around too. Like, oh, he's a CEO, so now they doing what CEOs do instead of, you know, what what drug dealers do. So I think going back, let's start to um, kind of talk about how you built the, um, you know, the Clarity Foundation. So you you made the decision that all right, I want to build this nonprofit. What was your first step to say, all right, I got to make this happen? Like, um, tangible step. Did you go to, you know, town hall? Did you go look up how to start a um, nonprofit? What was those steps? All right, so basically, I did do, like, all my research, my Google searches and everything. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and even this stuff about me working, like I said, on mm-hmm. um, in that financial industry. Like, I see foundations all the time coming through. And they getting grand money, like $100,000, yeah. um, $20,000. Yeah. The wealthy people was using that as write-offs. Yeah. <clears throat> so I said, you know what? I got the foundation. So when I did the haircut drive, I didn't have the foundation started. But uh-huh. it's like, you know what? I'll, I already know what I'm going for. Uh-huh. Let's get this thing started. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think th- I think like legal is going to be doing it on your own. But I'm like, you know what? Let me get an attorney yeah. um, to start the process. You need a 501 Three C, I believe, or five hundred one C three. One of those. I think I got the. So wait, hold up. You can do. Uh, you can set up a nonprofit through the legal zone. You can, but uh-huh. they don't do like the entire articles of incorporate. They don't do all okay. the. I think they just set it up for you. So like I said, pretty I, much the paperwork. They don't do all the paperwork for you that a lawyer would do. Exactly correct. Because I okay. believe they don't have like the fine print on like say for example you want the. CEO to get a salary. Yeah, it, they don't. They don't yeah, really don't do that for. I think like the lawyer actually pinpoint that out for you. Okay. So yeah. So long story short, I, I actually pay it. I think they, I know my friend actually did his on his own. He told me. Uh-huh. Um, but I actually hired a lawyer. Uh-huh. And how pay, much did it pay? He um he charged me about like, I think like twenty five hundred, twenty five to twenty eight hundred. Okay, twenty five hundred. Correct. Okay. But the the main thing is when you want it's that five hundred one. C three. Let me get the, the right. Let me see. Five hundred one. Let me see. Let me three three. C. All right. So you said it's a five hundred one three. Yep. Five hundred one three C. And and what's the five hundred one three C? Five hundred one C three. I probably five hundred one three C. So that's just basically a nonprofit to show that all right, you know you are a nonprofit organization, and you can also get awarded grants. Okay. So that's that's what you want the grants to get basically those tax write offs. So when people do, when people do actually award you like i said those grants uh-huh. they can just use that as a write-off basically now is there a different type of nonprofit that's not a 5013c that you could um sign up for that you would have like because you said the 5013c allows you to get grants 
is there another type that doesn't allow you to get grants or like is there a type that you know people should should look out um for or there, like, there is other foundations and i know this is like probably like other like tax applicable like uh-huh. laws with that as well um like i said i would definitely probably consult with a tax advisor first with that yeah but I would think the the beauty of a a nonprofit is to basically get those grants, um, Uh get those, like I said, those tax write-offs. So basically, someone donates you $10,000, they want to use that as a tax write-off and say, you know what, I Uh donated the Clarity Foundation. So pretty much you'll get more sponsors if you do have a nonprofit. Exactly. Like I said, some people probably don't even probably want to donate because like I said, that's the beauty. Like These wealthy people want to donate $100,000 to you. But if if you don't have that 501c3, it's like, Okay, I want to write that thing off. So that was your first step. So you so you established it as a five hundred one three C for the tax benefits, uh, the tax considerations, and then what was the next step in the the kind of the formation of the the corporation? Or the, yeah. Uh, so I would uh, say, um, like I said, Granny got the name first. Uh-huh. Um, contacted the attorney to get the paperwork started. Uh-huh. Um, then it was then it was actually like I said rolling and everything in regards to. Um, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't gotten any grant money yet. Because uh-huh. um, you do need a grant writer to write your grants, uh-huh. to apply for grants, things of that nature. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I could just use those write-offs right now. So you know what? We're doing, we're giving back to the community. Yeah. We're doing all the stuff for the community as well. And a so, grant writer, do you need a lawyer to write your grants? Or is it a specific, like, grant writer? Or are you not really sure yet? You can uh, you can actually hire. So I, I did do some research on it. And I know uh-huh. um, I do, like, yeah, I'm in contact with other nonprofits as well because I work alongside those, yeah. a lot, uh, alongside them. Uh-huh. Um, you can hire a grant writer. So say, for example, sometimes a grant writer charge you probably 1000 $2,500, but you probably don't even get that grant, though. That you just paid because like you think, for, think about for, it, probably like a hundred yeah, people yeah. going for that grant. Yeah, but that grant, paying, is, yeah, for sure. You just paying him to write the grant up. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. can write the grant yourself as well. But I know people like professional because it's like yeah. certain terms, certain verbiage you want to use to in that particular grant. grant writing. But um, yeah, are, and so are there certain grants that um, you look you're looking forward to? Like, how do you kind of you know? kind of decide all right you know there is a grant that i want for this or you know i could use a grant for this or is there just like available grants that they say we're giving out these grants whoever want to apply y'all apply um what how does that the grant process go yep so i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty sure there's like a i know like if you google grants for like urban communities or yeah if, specific grants as well and I'm pretty, it's like a website with a whole lot, lot of grants on there okay. um, also. But whatever grants you see, you can apply for it. Like it's like a scholarship, like an eligibility process. Yeah. You have to do, um, you have to be living in an urban community or you probably got to be in a distance for less than a year, things of that nature. Right. Um, but yep, it, it's, it's like a like a process you got to apply for. It. Like I said, sometimes right. you probably don't even get the scholarship. Um, well, get the, the grant, the uh, even if you pay the grant writer. But yeah. so you can also write it yourself, but... I said, you're probably not well-versed in that field, yeah. so you, you'll see the it's difference. It's like pretty much going to court and being your own lawyer. Exactly. Much. Like you, Correct. You could do it, but you should get a lawyer. Exactly. Um, yeah, all right. So pretty much now, right, I, I want to start a nonprofit. So I go, I get the 503, 501c3 um, for the tax uh, considerations. I get my name. Um, now what's the what's the next step? What what was the next step that you kinda, you know, came up with? You had the mission statement, everything. I would say just the um 
just show like just go out there and start doing work. Yeah. Like I said, cause um, like I said, I haven't got any grants yet. Uh-huh. But like I said, if you look at my page and my IG page, you can see the work I'm doing in the community. Yeah. So it'd be certain times that you probably even need to write a grant. Somebody will probably just donate to you ten thousand like ten thousand dollars. Like you know yeah. what, you want to donate this to Clarity Foundation. Uh-huh. So I would just say start getting to work. Collab and networking with different nonprofits. So um, did you? Have, I see you got like sports, apparel, investment, financial literacy. Um, when did those kind of ideas to kind of you know come up with those those sectors or concepts to focus on? When how did those kind of come up? You know you. No, nah, great question. So with the sports, I always had a feel for the. I think I told you I played high school basketball. Mm-hmm. And I also played, like, um, growing up and um, even in college, like, intramural ball. Mm-hmm. So I always had to feel like, man, a lot of people don't make it to the league, man. You got to have a plan B. That's a fact. Me working in the banking industry, uh, me working in the banking industry is that um, I want to teach these student athletes about financial literacy. Uh-huh. And as you know, like, Jamarcus, it's like a lot of yeah. athletes go broke. Because yeah. they don't know about financial literacy, they don't save, they don't budget. So I said, I said, I want to tackle this while the kids are young. Because when we was growing up, they didn't have financial literacy in high school. Mm. I know now they're trying to implement it now. Yeah. Like all kids probably needed to graduate. But I want to tackle touch into to the sports world. Because I said I'm well versed in that industry in regards to like, I play sports. Uh-huh. I seen people who were supposed to go to the league they didn't make it to the league because yeah. their grades probably. Um, I think people who made it to the league and probably not doing well now because they didn't save and budget. Yeah, so we yeah. want to tackle that stuff now. Yeah. Like I said, with me having like eight, nine years experience in the um, in the financial industry and Wall Street, uh-huh. I I know the the basics and the fundamentals of financial literacy. So I I believe I, I'm the I can talk to these young kids yeah. about financial literacy and just to get them on the right track. Just don't want to steer them like, all right, you know what? I'm trying to be like a sports agent. Yeah. Just want to give them the basic, the basics. Like, right, you know what? This is what Clarity Sports is about. Uh-huh. Um, you want to have a plan B because you can get injured yeah. at a career in the injury. That's a fact. And these teams, like, when you get injured, man, they like, ah, right, you know what? Uh, it's on to the next. We can't use you. We can't use you. So, that I, I think that that um, the financial literacy, especially directing it towards sports um, is definitely uh, important for us. So, like, do, are you seeing yourself doing classes, courses, like coming into high school, um, doing courses with them? Or how do you see that, that financial literacy um, being implemented for the for these kids? All right, so I know before the pandemic, because I know we made the big announcement last year um, around, I believe it was June, but before the before June, I know I was going around talking to some young students just about, like I didn't I didn't put out Clarity Sports, but just around like playing Bs on, cause I went to I went to go teach some kids, and a lot was like ten fifteen kids in a in a in a room, and it was like I'm like what y'all want to be when I grow up, like you know, a lot of probably ten probably twelve to fifteen people I want to be I'm gonna go and I'm going to the NFL I'm gonna be in twelve or fifteen I'm like yo Damn. I'm like um. We're not shooting y'all dreams down. NFL, NBA is good. I want to go to NFL too, but I yeah. ain't make it. Yeah, and I'm well, like, yeah. to be honest, I'm working with these clients. Yeah. The NBA people, they got good money, but they ain't even the richest people in the world. Yeah, not even close. They, they're yeah. not even close. <laughs> like, be honest, close, I'm like, Golden, I'm Golden State <laughs> owner. I'm got his account. He got more money than KD in him. Like, yeah. So it's like, you can still be in a sports industry. You don't have to make it to the NBA. That's a fact. But like I said, it's a plan B. You got to have a plan B in the tap. Yeah. If you want to be a doctor, a vet, or 
just have a plan B because yeah. like if so that's going to work them, out, yeah, like they could do, they could still be in the sports world, and just like you said, they could be an agent, they could be an owner, they could be some type of, you know, they don't have to be the talent on, exactly. the, on the court. Correct. Uh, you know, what I'm saying it's just that's just the plan B. Like I said, we 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 definitely want the kids like. Definitely go for the dream NBA. Work hard at it. Yeah. Work, work hard at it. But like I said, I go I go with this, and I use this um this call all the time, man. Like um from Cam from Killer Season, man. Uh-huh. He said, man, they pay people for that, man. Yeah. They pay people for that <laughs> yeah. to go to the NBA, man. They pay people for that, like seriously, because like I I see like a lot of talent come through my area who was supposed to go to the NBA, NFL. Yeah. Um, like I said, things happen. Yeah. Things happen. And then, Injuries. Things happen. Yeah. Grades, like that plan B, you gotta have that plan B, for sure. And that plan B, and I also want to just get them having that plan B, and also if you do make it, uh-huh. like I said, some kids probably do make it. If you do make it, let's put some of that money up, yeah. save some money. Yeah. Um, don't go out there, go buy a million dollar crib. There you go. Um, go buy a new lamb. There you go. I mean, you you gonna want to spend some of the money a little bit, but it's like. Yeah. Y'all put some of that put some of that money up for a rainy day, man. Yeah, so you're teaching them how to pretty much, you know, it's not about how much money you make, but how much you keep. Exactly. Um, and working, you know, working. You said you've been working eight years for the bank. Yeah, eight. I think this this year's going on nine years. Yeah, as a like risk investment. manager, bank. You know, you should, you're pretty uh, qualified to make them type of statements. I would say so. Um, on the investment side, what kind of, um, you know, kind of what guy, what do Clarity has to offer on the investment side? All right. So Clarity Investments is more of um, what we're looking to do. Um, and if we're going to make it really happen soon. Just get some real estate in Orange probably, right? Even mm-hmm. if it's like if we can just get some rental property for um, t- t- a community like tenants yeah. or residents in the community, mm-hmm. rent it out to people. Also, probably get some um, real estate. Yeah. To probably put some jobs in the community, yeah. it takes some big in the community. But the first, um, the first event we're gonna do with Clarity Investment, we had it scheduled for last year around this time, uh-huh. but due to the pandemic, got canceled. Okay. You want to do a credit, a credit workshop? Okay. I have my, um, my guy Varney Jala, coming through. He's uh-huh. a credit repair specialist. I just want him to talk to the community just about credit, because yeah. like everybody's tackling it now, but like. Yes. Talk a little as bit as we it. talked before, like a lot of we didn't have that growing up. So yeah. and people right now, if you look at like on social media, people like I, I probably see at least a, a stat a day. Yo, how can I fix my credit? Yo, yeah. tap me in with somebody who fix my credit. So, like that's big. But I want um that's how it's just basically for the community. Credit um, clarity investments for the community. Maybe yeah. some real estate. Want to give the community information because um, I know Clarity Sports is really about the student athletes, but Clarity Investments want to tap in with the, the older folks as well, like, yeah. like get your credit right, or yeah. if they have any questions just about, because I really can't get financial advice because I'm in an industry, yeah. so it's like, it's more of a, like a, um, a conflict of interest. Like, yeah. I can't tell nobody, go buy 100 stocks at AMC. Yeah, nah, I, I'll probably, sure. I, like I said, I'll get in yeah, trouble for that. Exactly. And even if AMC go down, I'm like, yo, Jeff told me to buy AMC yeah. stock. It's like, yeah, yeah like, now you love for that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I can't really get that, that, that yeah. financial way. Because, like, even now, when I talk about clarity investments, people are like, yo, what should I invest in? Yeah. I tell them street, like, yo, we, I can't tell you what to invest in, but, but this is what I'm doing. Yeah. This is what you want to do. Yeah. I'm like, yo, get some stocks that when, I'm, when the pandemic is over, it's, it's going to go back go up. up. And I told people, I'm like, yo, like, um, if you take a look at right now, American Airlines, I'm like, people are jumping on flights right now. Yeah. Stocks, if you look at sense, from last, yeah. like, if you look from last month to now, even when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Up. So, like, stuff like that. that yeah. This is just, like, the basic information. 
like open a Robin Hood account, like stuff like that. But I really can't tell you what to buy because yeah, people would hit you. People would, and you know nowadays <laughs> social media kill you. Yeah. They're like, yo, Jeff told me to buy a thousand shares of AMC. That is going down. Yeah, they definitely can <laughs> sue you for that. Like, hey, no, like the investors ain't doing yeah, nothing. Yeah, nah, but yeah. just like we just want to get the Inside people to start trader. like getting their credit right. Getting familiar with Open up a Robin Hood account. Like yeah. just throw like fifty dollars in a mutual fund, stuff yeah. like that, just like that. I agree, and I think investments is an area that um, I think you know we could stand to, to learn a lot from it and flourish a lot from it. Just, just like you said, opening like a Robinhood account or any type of little investment account, and, and um, you know, getting a couple of little stocks, you know, here and there. So I think um, it's dope because now you got you know you got Clarity Sports, you got Clarity Investments, you got Clarity financial literacy um and then talk about a little bit of clarity apparel and how you know that was instrumental in kind of you know getting the message out there and getting your brand out there got it up so the clarity apparel like i said i would say that's like the vital the well like that i would say that's like the least on the sectors you'll say i want to really tackle the foundation giving back community financial literacy clarity sports that ice was doing clarity investments educating the community about just financial literacy and also like credit but the apparel like i said it's just for really more of branding uh-huh. to get people all right you know what clarity what's clarity about oh clarity got a foundation sports uh-huh. um investments so it's, it's more branded but like i said it's just been taken off and yeah. also clarity apparel 100 percent of the uh proceeds of the apparel go back to the community so that's what's getting uh-huh. the haircut drivers going um yeah. toy drivers going so like all the all the proceeds from the apparel go right back uh-huh. to the community so and talk, it's doing real good. It's doing real good, I would say, too, as well. That's what's up. So talk a little bit about that apparel section. And I, I know it's like not a big part, but if I'm trying to, you know, now make a apparel for my thing, how do I go about setting up, you know, um, you know, meetings with people who might be producers of clothes, people who might be the graphic designers? Like, how did you kind of go be about that process like i want to make hoodies i want to make shirts i want to make hats you know how did you kind of get started to to go um where did you go how did you kind of do it i got it so i would say like if say for example like a young entrepreneur want to start a clothing line right mm-hmm. i would say that that name is really vital you want to get a name that'll resonate with people mm-hmm. like i said clarity like i said it's some people who buy clarity who don't yeah. even know me, like, yo, yeah. I need clarity, man. I yeah. need that That's right a there. Dope babe. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, and yeah. they see the mission. Like, you know what? Like, I got to overcome some challenges, man. Like, yo, I've been, like, like I said, cause my man from, my man in jail right now, he's like, yo, Jeff, when you come home, I need all colors you got. Because, yeah. like, it's overcoming challenges. Like, it's that's a the whole message. mission. Yeah, it's exactly. A whole message exactly. So I would say just get a message, something that people resonate. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just your homies, just like it's like the whole world resonates. Exactly. And like I said, and when I even um like I said, Nipsey, vital um important. Yeah. Like that marathon, um, that was key. Like everybody yeah. runs a marathon in life. Yeah, exactly. It's a marathon. Like sometimes you wanna quit, but it's like, nah, it's a marathon, we keep on going. So I would say get a name that um resonate with everybody. Uh-huh. Then you probably just wanna um contact or I I did I, I just did research and um also one of my um my guys as well. Just tapping with people who's in the industry already. Mm-hmm. Some people probably give you the information. Some people probably don't. And that's yeah. part of the game, too. Yeah. Like you said, nobody's not going to give you the plug. Yeah. Plug. A lot of I mean, people yeah. like to keep the plug exactly. for themselves. You feel yeah. Like, yeah. But so like, they're not yeah. going to give you like, A lot of young entrepreneurs like contact me. Um, I just give them like the basic information. like get that name. Uh-huh. You want to um, 
Google, get some blanks. Mm-hmm. You also want to um, tap in with just like people who um, like who do screen printing, do embroidery, mm-hmm. um, just to get it off the map. Because like I said, it's just pretty much the blanks and just finding find somebody who do some quality work yeah. and get it out there. But I think that the, the, the most important part of it is getting a name for your mm-hmm. line that people resonate with. Okay. People resonate with. Having something that's more than a message. I mean, that's more than just a brand. Exactly. It's a message, it's a message. behind it. Exactly. It is a meaning, I would say. Uh, For sure. And then, like, I guess, what what would you say would be the the biggest thing um, about Clarity, the Clarity brand that you would want people to take away from it? You know, like, when they see Clarity or after they leave a, you know, Clarity event, you know, what do you kind of want them to kind of go away and say, I, you know, that's what clarity stands for, or, you know, this is kind of what their message was. Yeah, so, um, just like I said, the mission, uh, the mission is basically overcome, like, clarity, just a clear understanding, just to overcome any challenges that you come across in life, and also, like, clarity is for, um, it's for, it's, it's for the people, it's for y'all. Like I said, when, even when I talk to like my boys, I'm like, yo, this is not only for me. This is for, this is this is us. This yeah. is for y'all. Even the people in my community, I'm like, yo, this is not for only me. This is for, this is for y'all. Because yeah. we all go through our trials and tribulations. Uh, and I say, clarity just resonates with everybody, man. Like seriously. And like I said, I want just I just want everybody. I just want like I said right now, the community. Yeah. It's all it's behind me. I just want the whole world behind me. It's like yeah, this is for y'all for sure. Global. Yeah. So like what's some of the things you're you looking forward to seeing um the Clarity Foundation kinda accomplish in the year twenty twenty one? Um but the pandemic like halted a lot of things that we were gonna do. So we definitely wanna do more events mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. Um I wanna go out because I, I know you, you did touch on this earlier, so this high school student athletes, I know I wanted to actually go into the classes and talk to them. Yeah. But with the pandemic and all the, the, the rules and everything. Yeah. So I just want to do like more of Zooms, probably just tap in with them and even like just not to conflict with their schedules, yeah, with their sports. I know there was a couple a couple meetings I had with, or a couple of presentations I had with uh, schools. But I know like basketball could say, you know what, we got a game, I want to get them focused for the season yeah. or get them focused for games. So let's tap in after the season. Um, so I would just say just spread the word on that a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, I know we got another initiative. Um, I know I, I was on a, another podcast like two weeks ago. I announced this. The world didn't really get to know this, but we want to tap, we want to tap into the mental clarity space, man. Mm. Mental health is big right yeah, now. Mental yeah, health is big. I and I know just us, like, us black male growing up, Mm-hmm. We think it's alright to cope with that. Like yeah. our homie just died. Like you know what? Two weeks, alright, man. Like yo, shit, alright, man. Like RIP. Yeah. if you can get there, but nah. Some people is really like affected by that. Yeah. Other day I posted a picture. Um, like two of my homies in the picture is gone. Uh-huh. I mean, so like I be looking at the picture, I'm like damn, am I next to go? Like, and that shit really yeah. fuck with you too. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's like yo, so that, that's really big. So we want to tap in. Um, the, we going we, we gonna um, aim it around mental clarity. But we want to tap into the mental health space. It's just like. Um, just like I said, just tapping with people mental health is like a lot of people's not really opening about it right yeah, now. That's a fact. People was coming out with it more, but I think it's still some on the outside that's not really tapping into that. And I just want the people to know, like you know what, it's all right to go get some help. I right yeah. to talk to somebody. It's yeah. I right to cry, right to show your emotions. So. Yeah, that's a that's uh, a for sure. Fact. I I think that's that's dope. And I guess the last the last kind of you know nugget I guess you leave is like, would it be like your last gem? Um, that, you know, you'll just leave a person that's trying to build a nonprofit, they're trying to build this up, 
Um, I know you said to have a dope name and to have that that mission statement, but to kind of give them that, um, you know, just like that last, you know, gym or whatever you would kind of tell them to, you know, get through. I would just say, man, just do it like Nike, man, because, like, a lot of people just, just yeah, just do it. it. Yeah, I agree. Because um, it's I a lot agree. of things. Like, even with me, it's, like, a lot of things I wanted to put out. I'm like, yo, dang, you know what? Let me hold off on it. A lot of people probably want to start a nonprofit, and after hearing this, they probably say, you know what? Jeff just said, just do it. All right, effing, I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, just just do it. Uh-huh. Um, Just tap in with other nonprofits. Just yeah. throw an event out there. You know there what? You I'm about to start this nonprofit up. But I want to go ahead out and feed the um, the less fortunate in my community. Yeah. I want to um, just do it. Yeah. Just like I, I would say, I would just say just do it, man, for sure. And like I said, the hurdles gonna come. Um, the paperwork in regards to setting up the nonprofit is gonna come, and the event's gonna come. And as I said, I I'm successful right now with the nonprofit, yeah. and I haven't even gotten any grants yet. I would yeah. love that's what I'm about to the hundred thousand dollar grant money. So where you see y'all in five years? Where do you see clarity as a foundation in like five years? Do you see y'all getting multiple grants per year? You see it a bigger, like a global type deal? Like, what's, what's kind of your vision for the future of clarity? I would say, um, I would definitely say global because um, I know you follow me on social media. I don't yeah. post on the page a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like right now, like I said, the, I, I believe, and this is anything, right? The kid, even with Nipsey's situation, like I said, I can, I can, like I really, um, I, I follow his blueprint and everything. But the first thing, your community got to be behind you. That's when I say fact. my community is behind me right now, it's like that's a fact. Anytime I drop something, like that's yo, Jeff, yeah. I need that. Yo, Jeff, yo, you got to do that. Like point blank period. And that, and that's the, I, I would think that that's probably like the hardest part. Cause like, I know a couple of my people right now, yeah. even like friends and peers, like the hardest thing, like yo, the community not supporting, like the community. But like I said, yeah. that's the hard, like, I, I would say the community's behind me right now. Now it's time to branch it out. I'm Now I'm in contact with people on the West Coast Expanded. and the South. We're yeah. expanding now. Yeah. And, like, they seem like, yo, he give 100% back to the community? Like, oh, yo. Like, why? Yeah. We got it. Like, we got to mess with this dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, 100% it, back it, to the community. Yeah, like, that's yeah. dope, man. So I would say definitely um, in five years, definitely big. It's our second year. We're going on the second year, like, right now. And, like, I believe, like, in, in May, June. Uh-huh. And we, we farther as I, I could ever, ever can imagine, man. That's what's up, man. So kind of tell the people how they can kind of, um, you know, get in contact with Clarity, how they can, you know, reach out to you guys, learn more about you guys, you know, buy some merchandise or, or whatever, or book you guys for anything, um, how they can contact you. Yep, so I know I'm active on um, Instagram, so my Instagram tag is Clarity underscore um, CV, that's like Charlie Victor. Um, my email is Clarity cv11 at gmail.com um you know that's probably pretty much the i know our website we, we revamping our website right now but uh, i would say clarity is probably like the best the clarity instagram handle is probably the best way to get in contact with us right now for sure like i said we definitely got some big things in store for 2021 let's get it all right man that's 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 it man that's a great interview man it's a great uh learning about the clarity foundation and their mission um and their mission statement and um, until next time, family, keep building. Peace. Thank you.